listeners, we are gathered here tonight to discuss a true fucking disaster piece. <laughs> disaster piece. This is more one. than a trash the piece. Uh, I, 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 do you know what? I haven't even done the introduction. I'm so blown away by this film. You listen to Horror Court Trash Over. We discuss all the masterpieces and trash pieces of genre cinema. And I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And, uh, yeah. We've got a request episode this week. We've uh, been talking about some great films over the last few weeks. And uh, we thought we'd change it up. Take a request, talk about a bit of trash. Oh boy, have we found something. So requested by Xander, um, one of our listeners and one of my really good friends who got me into trashy films. Previously requested Alien Abduction. Alien Abduction is an Oscar-worthy masterpiece compared to this. This film we're talking about tonight is Cool as Ice. The Vanilla Ice movie. Yes, it's a remake of the Marlon Brando film, The Wild One. Yes, and... I haven't seen The Wild One, but I'm pretty sure it's a very loose remake. Yeah, so this was directed by David Kellogg, uh, who also directed Inspector Gadget. That's it, as far as feature-length films goes. Uh, He did a lot of music videos that you can tell from this film. You can definitely tell. And a lot of Playboy documentaries. Uh... You can't really tell. Um, uh, I haven't watched so many Playboy documentaries, so I can't really judge. (laughs) It was released in 1991, and of course it fucking bombed on a six million budget. Uh, It didn't make anywhere near that back. Did it not? No. Um, Well, I mean, you know, we've discussed musician films on here before. We've spoke about Spice World, uh, we've spoke about Can't Stop the Music, and we've spoke about Xanadu. Um... With this, Vanilla Ice had only just became a thing, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, it's a weird kind of time um, for these sort of films where something's in the zeitgeist and they make a film of it. So, sort of late 80s, early 90s. Uh, as far as we're concerned in, here in the UK, I'm not sure if it's different in America or not. But Vanilla Ice has always been looked at as a bit of a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Uh, so Ice Ice Baby is the only song that we were aware of. It's the only song that ever gets played now um, at, on retro TV stations or, you know, weddings and, <laughs> and discos. So I don't know if it's different in America. But at the time, you, you had, like, Super Mario Brothers. You know, uh, Ice Ice Baby. You had um, oh, whatever films, whatever films where they just took Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Christ's sake, which worked. I love that film. Uh, pure nostalgia though, but I love that film. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> you know, Mortal Kombat. The nineties was ripe for this, um, and and the tail end of the eighties, where you took something that was in the culture at the time. That didn't necessarily lend itself to film. That they created a film out of and fucked it up. And, you know, a lot of the time it was these singers and they would... I feel like, uh, and I think you said it, they created this film just to try and 
advertise this album? Yeah, his debut album. Uh, this was this is purely a promotional tool for that. Um, Did Marky Mark have a film? I don't think Marky uh, Mark translates across the Atlantic. I mean, Marky Mark was never a thing that I knew of here in the UK. But I think he may have had a film. Maybe. Yeah. Well, um, this was awarded for its uh, trashiness. It was a Razzie winner for Worst New Star, Vanilla Ice, of course. But it was also nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Actor, Worst Director, Worst Screenplay, Worst New Star again, but for Kristen Minter, and uh, Worst Original Song. Every song in this film could have been nominated for Worst Fucking Original Song. (laughs) They're all terrible. It's that very... uh, early 90s dance R&B but like really bland uh, nondescript and uh, with a lot of like random shouting yeah like every so often the, the songs will just like shout a word and it'll make you jump for some reason well there's a small bit of trivia for this film not a lot um Winona Ryder Jennifer Connelly Drew Barrymore Jennifer Aniston Uma Thurman Courtney Cox and Gwyneth Paltrow all have something in common. They were all considered for the role of Kathy. <laughs> I correct myself. They're all offered the offered. role of Kathy. Offered. I am not surprised they turned it down. Gwyneth Paltrow's father actually told her to not take the role because it would ruin her career. And you know what? Fair play. Because this would have fucking ruined her career. Yeah. Yeah, I I think particularly for for women, you have one bomb, one real bomb, and uh, your career's over. I think men tend, in history, men have tended to be allowed a second chance. Uh, I can't think of any sort of women who have had a real bad film that have gone on to great success. I mean, poor Halle Berry. Yeah. You know, she's not done much since Catwoman. Well, she was in John Wick 3. Yeah, but I mean, a, a starring role. Yeah. I mean, her name above the credits, you know. Uh, this was an early project of cinematographer Hanus uh, Kaminsky. And he did Schindler's List, Minority Report and Saving Private Ryan, to name a few. Oh, you can definitely tell. Uh, <laughs> can you? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, Robert Van Winkle was paid $1 million for his role as Johnny Van Owen. Who the fuck was Johnny Van Owen? Vanilla Rice. Oh, really? That's his real That's name. That's his real name. That's his real name, you idiot. That's how much <laughs> of a fan I am of Vanilla Ice. Well, Can you all his tell? his real name. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not used in the credits, obviously. So six million, and he was paid one million. Yeah. Where the fuck did the other five million go? I, I, I have filters. Yeah. Um, motorbikes. Um, so... That's all the trivia we have. I've searched high and low on the internet. That's all I could find. There's not a lot to be said about the making of this film. So let's uh, get straight into the uh, gory details. Um, the um, well, synopsis was... oh, okay. is synopsis. Uh, interesting. I've actually got two written down here. The first one is a rap-orientated remake, uh, a rap-orientated remake of the world one, with heavy emphasis on the fact that Vanilla Ice has assumed the Marlon Brando role. That's the actual IMDb synopsis. Okay. Um, 
But when you click on it, there's another one that says the old Teen Rebel Saga is updated for the rap crowd. Unfortunately, rapper Vanilla Ice is the teen. <laughs> Ice shows up on a neon yellow motorbike, which gets everyone's attention, including the female honor student who's never had a rebellious bone in her body. Yeah, yeah. That, that's about it, really. I mean, there's not much to it. There's a little... Um, there's a kidnapping subplot. There's a kidnap subplot. <laughs> a witness protection subplot. <laughs> So, um... That's about it. No one else gets a story. Have you got anything to say before we get into it? Uh, no, not really. Okay, so the film starts with... Woo! It does start... So by it Naomi Campbell. With, yes. Yeah, so uh, it starts with Naomi Campbell. Um, it's 1991. She does shout woo. So, throughout the film, as I stated, you get random shouting throughout the songs. And it starts on one... Yeah, and she proceeds to sing. Um, what's the song? I think it's called "Call Us Ice." It's called "Call Us Ice." So it's the title track, um, or whatever it's called, and uh, she's singing about getting loose, <laughs> and Vanilla Ice is rapping about being on the mic and is being as cool as ice. Very it's, inventive. It's we get his shitty fucking dancing. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of... This is definitely filmed like a music video. Uh, there's a lot of backlit dancers, and then somebody turns the shower on, and they start dancing in the rain, don't they? Or in, in yeah. the water. But it's it's very much 90s music video. Do you know what? I honestly... I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Vanilla Ice before this, but this just made me hate him even more. I mean, I'm just going back to the fact that, you know... He's given himself three names. I mean, obviously, his actual name is Robert Van Winkle, I now know. But the fact that he gave himself a fake name in the film and using his rap name as well. What an arsehole. What a fake name. Johnny Van Owen. That's his character's name. Yes. So I'm, I'm saying, why couldn't he just call himself Robert Van Winkle? Like, his actual name. He's not playing himself, though, is he? Well, he's playing Vanilla Ice. Does he call himself Vanilla Ice yeah. in the film? Does he? Oh, no, actually, do you know what? No, it doesn't mention... I will say, it doesn't mention that once. But, I mean, I thought it was a given. Yeah. Um, but either way, that's not even my only excuse why I can't stand him. This whole five-minute opening sequence is my reason of not standing him. Like, seriously, this is awful. Yeah, it is. And the only saving grace, really, is Naomi Campbell, who is giving us some absolute big hoop energy. Yes. She's got her earrings on. She's got a beautiful dress on. She's looking... I mean, Naomi Campbell hasn't aged since... She still looks exactly the same as she did back then. Um, but she's looking fantastic. For Unfortunately, this is the only time we see her in the film. Yeah, so we get some sprinklers, some strobe lights. And five minutes later, the sequence finally fucking ends. And uh, a blonde girl walks up to Vanilla Ice and says, Hi. And then his friends, uh, their names are Sir D, as in S-I-R and the letter D. Jazz and Princess uh, and uh, they're all watching whilst this girl's giving, uh, giving Vanilla Ice her number and then they're like, oh, and... Uh, well, they look, yeah. a, they look a little put out to begin with. They're like, oh, no, not again. Yeah. Oh, he's pulling another bird. Oh, bloody hell. Her yeah. name's Monique. I, I bet he gets all the girls. Yeah, Monique gives a number yeah. and a name, and this will be very important later on. It will be. So remember that her name's Monique. 
And Vanilla Rice has bricks shaved into the back of his hair. Oh, his hair, hair looks fucking it ridiculous. It does look really bad. But I, I don't get the bricks. Why bricks? No. No, it, it looks fucking stupid. No. <laughs> um, oh, would you like to read out a tagline in this film? I was going to save it till the end. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to save it till the end because the tagline creates more questions than it actually answers. Yeah, save the best till last. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of questions. This film, and you will find out at the end, I have a lot of questions regarding this film. A lot of stuff to, that, to me, doesn't make any sense. We should have asked uh, Vanilla Rice if he wanted to do an interview on this episode. He probably would have said yes. Do you know what my memory of Vanilla Rice is? And it's... Whenever I go on a YouTube binge, I, I end up in weird places. And it's a video of him, and he's on some sort of... Um, Big Brother style show in America and Ron Jeremy, the famous porn star, has decided to vote Vanilla Rice out. <laughs> now, Ron Jeremy was Vanilla Rice's homeboy at the time in, <laughs> in the show. So Vanilla Rice is absolutely fuming and just starts throwing stuff around like... <laughs> There's a drum kit there for some reason, and he starts throwing all these parts of the drum kit and going absolutely insane. And that is my memory of Vanilla Rice. After watching this film, that doesn't really surprise me. After watching this film, this will be my memory of Vanilla Rice. Honestly, he is a fucking child in this film. He does so much sulking and like just get trying to get his own way. Sometimes in a really um questionable way of very women. questionable there's some very questionable behaviour in this film very um weird weird is that the word I want yeah I think there's many words for it yeah, creepy creepy I think actually is the word I wanted well speaking of um you know weird he gets on the most ugliest looking motorbike I've ever fucking seen it's neon yellow um, and, uh, he and his friends, they all, uh, ride off to, uh, wherever the fuck they're going. It's never really explained. They're just, uh, yeah. going on a trip somewhere on their motorbikes. So it's dark outside. They get on their motorbikes, start riding until it's light outside. And then they, oh, wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is the great part. They, um... They do some, uh, they get a bit of slow-mo, and uh, as <laughs> Vanilla Ice is uh, going past this field, uh, our future protagonist, um, Love Kathy, yes. uh, she is uh, riding a horse, or as Vanilla Ice refers to it as a little later on, she's driving a horse, his exact words. Um, she's riding a horse in slow-mo slow they catch each other's eyes and he wants to do a bit of flirting so uh, you know he's like oh what will get this girl interested in me so he does a bike jump over the fence uh, pulls up in front of her makes her fall off her horse and then proceeds to act like an absolute creep yeah, essentially. Yeah, she hits I heard him. that sounds a little far-fetched, but that's that, exactly, that is what, exactly happens. what happens. That's exactly what happens in this scene. That is exactly what happens. So she's on a horse, she's serving Heather Langenkamp in New Nightmare. Yes. And she's looking great. She's just, just enjoying riding the horse, driving yeah, the horse. Yeah, mind their own business. And this absolute 
cretin comes flying <laughs> over the fence, startles her poor horse, sends her fucking flying. Now, if and I've never fallen off a horse, but I've known people who have. You can do some real damage yeah. falling off a horse. People with broken bones and everything. This absolute jerk. She gets up. Rightly so, gives him a good punch to the stomach. Yeah. And, and he uh, tells her she hits pretty good for a girl. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? A bit Honestly, misogyny in there as well. If uh, if I if I saw this, if I was riding a horse and then this happened, I would honestly think I was about to be robbed. Like he he looked like he was uh, about to mug yeah. her. Well, really, that's like, true. That's not flirting. That is, I mean, as we find out later on, he's not exactly the best at flirting. But yeah, so she punched him, and they just they just ride off. They leave her there. After she just fell off her horse and gave him a punch, and they just ride off. Yeah. So, fortunately for her, they go to her town, and uh, one of the bikes break down. Um, it's uh, Jazz's bike. It, uh, it breaks down, and... In the uh, suburbs. So, they're in the suburbs Yeah, now. they're in the suburbs, and... They uh, were... I don't know. Were they in the... F- they were in, like, near some sort of field before. Yeah. And now they're in the suburbs. Conveniently. Um... A bunch of old people are upset in their cars that like they're getting in the way. Um, yeah, people are uh, gawping at them. Oh, yeah, as soon past. as they go through, everybody can't believe that they're in town. All like, the women are after them. Yeah, they've never <laughs> seen motorbikes before. Um, and uh, I think, if I'm being honest, I think maybe the idea is that they've never seen black people before. I was going to say, there's a certain lack of diversity. This is the whitest town I've ever yeah, seen in any so film. Yeah, so I, th- I think the idea is that, yeah, they're, they're shocked to see these uh, rappers and the uh, African-American people there. Yeah, so um, they are stopped by a mechanic and his wife. Uh, who are trying to uh, convince them to let them... I thought at first they were trying to buy the bikes off them, um, but... Yeah, but they were. Okay, question number one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there were questions previous, but this is my first big question. They pull up to this house. It looks like something from Barney the Dinosaur. It's got, like, globes everywhere <laughs> and, and shit. And there's this old couple, and the old man's talking to them about... Uh, they should have been there an hour ago. Now, they've been riding all night, so I don't know what time of day this is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they should have been there an hour ago. Yeah, it was actually like a new one. morning, yeah. And they're like, I have no idea who you are. And then he <laughs> offers to buy Vanilla Ice's bike for $600. His wife then explains that the bike costs more than their home. <laughs> And the, 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 so the group explain to this old couple that their friend's bike's broken down. And the old couple are like, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, we'll fix that. Yeah, we'll like, come on that. in, come on in, we'll fix it. And come on into our home. Jazz is like, okay, that ain't fucking happening. You're not going in my bike. And then all of a sudden, they're like, come on in, come on, we'll fix it. We'll fix it in a jiffy. And then he's like, yeah. I was like, Okay, well, that changed their mind quickly. It's because they said Jiffy, like, what, what the fuck? But going back to what you said about Barney, who is this film for? Like, who is the target audience for this film? Because I don't know what age rating it is, but there's like, there's it's a little bit raunchy, there's a bit of violence, but then there's this weird childlike humour. It's for the teen market, though, isn't it? Uh, but the, the 
mechanic and they're acting like they're on a child's TV show. They're acting so stupid. It doesn't. Yeah, they are. They do seem like uh, they're played by um, for well, horrible fans. Uh, the the guy was played by Sydney Lassick or Larrick. Oh, my handwriting. The teacher terrible. from Carrie. The teacher from <laughs> Carrie. So the English teacher that reads out the poem. And he, he was also in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, and, he, yeah, he was fantastic in that. Wasted in this film. Yeah. And then his wife's played by someone from Greece. <laughs> I think she's, like, the teaching assistant in Greece. That's her famous role. Well, they go inside. They take up the offer to get the bikes fixed. And... Uh... <sighs> Sir D is making the fucking strangest sandwich I've ever seen. Princess is eating some eggs. Um, blue eggs. Blue eggs that makes someone have a nap straight after. A giant salt and pepper. Um, with a giant salt and pepper. I don't know what Jazz is doing at this stage. Um, I'm not sure if they've had permission to raid the princess. Yeah. Well, Sir D gets this sandwich and he puts on their gherkin... Peanut butter, mustard, pineapple, and sardines. What the fuck was he thinking? Amy Finney, that sounds like one of the bowls you make at Harvester. Well, I don't put it in bread. <laughs> um, there's a bit of dancing by Vanilla Ice. He's just uh... yeah. So all his friends fall asleep, don't they? Yeah. From so eating... it must be the morning. So they must have been riding their bikes all night. It's the morning. They've fallen asleep. Uh, Vinarice decides that this is the best time to practice his dance moves yeah. outside the front of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he was fucking dancing. Good like, to no one. Yeah, no, was there? How could he hear the music? We're only meant to hear that because we're the audience. Like, what is he dancing to? <laughs> <laughs> But lucky for us, he stops when uh, Kathy pulls up across the street yeah. with her boyfriend. So uh, he says, oh, yeah, as soon as he sees her uh, pull up. Then, being the obnoxious twat that he is, he walks over and interrupts their conversation with some terrible acting. And uh, he tells her, exact words, check this, though. If you need me, I'll be over there. And I'm, you know, the, her boyfriend's like, well, she won't need you. And he was like, oh, and uh, Chad, words of wisdom, drop that zero and give it the hero. Which, was that words of wisdom for him or for her? I don't know. And who the fuck is Chad? Because shortly before this, she introduces her boyfriend and his name is Nick. Rick. Nick. Rick. It's Nick. It's Rick. Go on IMDb, I bet you it's Nick. I think he called him Chad because Chad is that go-to name for... Uh, I think he just read the script wrong, to like be honest. Posh boys in uh, America. Well, the conversation that they were having before Vanilla Rice rudely interrupted was about how they're going to different colleges. And uh, Nick or Rick, as we're about to find out, uh, <laughs> explains that when... People go to different couples go to different colleges. They break up, mm-hmm. and that <laughs> there may be a few girls who would be quite pleased with the prospects of them breaking up. Yeah, so you can tell he's a knobhead from the get go. But so's Vanilla Ice. The girl can't win either way. Oh, his name's Nick. Told you. Oh no, I've got it named. I've got it Rick. 
Yep. So uh, he, Vanilla Ice walks away and says, "See you later, Dick." And Nick's like, "It's Nick." And uh, I've just got that written down. I thought it was Chad. No. So um, <laughs> Vanilla. This is the first use of the calling Nick a dick. Yeah, everybody gets to call Nick a dick throughout the Pretty entire much. Film. So we know that Nick's a dick because the film keeps telling us he is. Um, yeah, his fashion sense couldn't tell us that enough. So Vanilla Ice goes back to the garage where the bike's being fixed up and they asked where he was and he said, uh, oh, I was with Cat, uh, you know, the chick that drives the horses. My problem with Cat, or Kathy, is that when Vanilla Ice said drop zero, get with the hero or whatever... She actually seemed quite amused by it. She did. But it wasn't too long ago that he almost made you break your neck, falling off a horse. Yeah, yeah she's not bothered at all. She's like, not really. This guy fucking made her fall off a horse. Could have killed a horse if he was any closer to it. And she just doesn't give a shit. No. She's like, oh, yeah, this guy's fucking great. You know, already made me fall off a horse today. Yeah. Must be all right. But one rhyme, and she's all his. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it was the first of many inspirational quotes you'll get throughout this film. Um, so then he's with his friends. Yeah. And he tells them that he's actually also stolen from her. Yep. He is uh, taking her black book. First of all, how the fuck did he get it? Unless she left it in the car. But he didn't go anywhere near it. No. He he literally was nowhere near her or a car, but no. somehow is is fucking Stretch Armstrong all of a sudden, and he managed to pickpocket her. Nice nineties like, reference. Is uh, he fucking pickpocketed her? And, and it's a why big is this black okay? Book. It's not a little black book. It's not a little address book. No, it's big. It's like a filofax. And uh, when he tells his friends this, they're not really phased by it, and he's like, "Lucky, lucky, cat's black bookie." <laughs> what the fuck? Why he's stealing from her. And he's so proud of it. So we get the weirdest fucking scene. <laughs> Being introduced to Kathy, to Kathy's family. Where it's going like twice the speed that it should be. And they're entering the house. They're greeting Dick. And uh, then you see her brother... A kid brother called Tommy. And he's just going fucking crazy in this chair. Like, going towards the camera. <laughs> rocking backwards and forwards at a breakneck speed. It's it's that early 90s style. And I don't know what it's called. And I, I don't know how to describe it. Um, but it's that... So, it... it... It looked like an Eminem go, music video. Yeah, essentially. Or like a Nickelodeon promo. Yeah. Or it's something like Yeah, it that. looked like a TV advertisement. Yeah, or it did. Um, and you can, t- you can see the influence from the adverts and the music videos. Um, but yeah, it was just a really fast setting of a table. What fucking time is it? Like, seriously, what time <laughs> is it? Wait, I need a bit of consistency here. I'm assuming it's breakfast time and they're setting up for breakfast. Okay. Because no they've been riding their bikes all night, yeah. Well, she's been riding a horse. She's had a little driving a horse. Sorry. Yeah, she had a little um, drive on the horse. <laughs> she's gone to meet meet Nick. I'm assuming Nick picked her up from the horse riding or driving or whatever. And so then they've gone to her parents' house. 
So I feel like the, the time has passed that it's morning. So she's been riding early and they're having breakfast. But the most important question in the scene is what the fuck is her brother doing? Oh, I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, it's weird. I, I wish I could do the scene justice by describing it, but there's no describing it. It's fucking insane. But he passes out on the floor and then they, they're watching the news and for some reason... <laughs> for some fucking reason, this news show is doing a report on Kathy's life yeah, it doesn't and all say of her why. achievements. But it doesn't say why she's on there. It doesn't say if she's won an award. No. It doesn't say, you know, if she got a great scholarship <laughs> to the college. It's like... <laughs> They're like, Kathy rides horses. Kathy's a really nice girl. Kathy has uh, parents that she doesn't hate. That's not even an exaggeration. Yeah, they literally say, parents. Kathy doesn't hate her parents. Carrie's got a 4.0. Carrie. C- C- oh, Kathy. Carrie. Kathy. Fuck's sake. Kathy has a uh, 4.0 grade. Yeah, but also, whilst this is happening, I'm just going to bring it back to her brother again. He's just sitting there watching the TV still, and he looks high as fuck. Like, he looks so out of it, it is unbelievable. Like, I, I genuinely think they were giving that kid drugs on set to keep him quiet. Like, he... Did he not look really out of it to you? He's, yeah, he was that he weird... He was really strange. ...dorky kid brother that every single film <laughs> around that time had. But he, like, later on, he keeps making jokes about his sister having sex, and he's like, he fancies Vanilla Ice a bit. Like You can tell, yeah. But, um, yeah, so... Vanilla Ice is watching this uh, this TV interview, whatever the fuck it is. But the way the camera faces him, he, <laughs> he's watching like a fucking serial killer. He's just there like glaring, but like he looks really gormless at the same time. Um, they start interviewing a dad on this TV news report, whatever. But her dad... He's covering his mouth whilst he's talking, so it's really inaudible. You can't hear a fucking thing he's saying. No. And why no. would you cover your mouth when you're being interviewed on TV? No. Well, we know why. Uh, well, well, yeah. It comes out why. Um, his disguise didn't work too well. No. Um, there's two gangsters sitting in a bar. And do you know what? I still didn't get their fucking names. No, I didn't. They're no. two gangsters. I've, I've called them shadow- I called them shadowy figures to begin with. Because they, they're sitting in a bar, like, yeah. covered in shadow. So then I just continued to call them shadowy figures throughout. Yeah. And then um, after this, the dad gets a phone call. And the mum just turns to him and she looks so concerned. And you get this really dramatic music. And it's like, hang on. Do you act like this every time you get a fucking phone call? <laughs> like, she looked like she knew that it was, like, these gangsters calling up. But how would she know? So... <sighs> After this, the uh, the kid brother's still talking to people, but not looking at them. And, you know, he just can't look at anybody, apparently. Uh, he asks Nick for a ride, and uh, he calls him a dick because he says no. <laughs> um, Second time he's called a dick. Yeah. Uh, Caffrey realises that Vanilla has pit-pocketed her. Okay, no, I need to... Sorry, can we go back? I'm sorry. I'm going to keep bringing this up because it confused the fuck out of me throughout the whole film. So, as I explained earlier, I feel like that the 
quick setup of the table was for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. But Kathy's mum asks Nick if he wants to stay for dinner. Nick <laughs> explains that he can't stay for dinner. Then why the fuck go around in the first place? <laughs> why are you there just to watch this TV thing? Okay, whatever. Um, and then asks Kathy if she'd like to go for dinner later on at eight <laughs> o'clock. So what meal are they eating? <laughs> what the fuck are they set the table for? I'm well confused. Same. I, I have no idea. What? What's she cooking? Is she not even fucking cooking anything? It was a celebration for uh, This Is Your Life with Kathy. Oh, apparently. <laughs> For all her accomplishments. Riding horses. <laughs> the dad on the TV report was like, we're all very, we're all very proud of her. Uh, we're all very proud of her. And the reporter's like, yes, yes, I'm, I'm sure we all would be. We're all very proud. <laughs> and and the, Vanilla Rice is friend watching it. And they're like, oh, she loves her parents. Like, yeah, of course she loves her parents. They don't hate on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always a little backstory there that isn't yes. followed through. It's just their parents must hate them. Okay. Well, even though she had a great breakthrough moment in TV, she realises that Vanilla pickpocketed her and now she's looking for a, a little black bookie. A big black bookie, that's the problem. Yeah, lucky, lucky black bookie. Um... She's looking for that, and she uh, knows how to get it back, though. Well, the um, <laughs> she says it takes her after the film to get it back. She, she says how. Well, she says um, that uh, she hasn't touched it, or something. How that line comes up, and her brother's like, "Ha, huh, that's not the only thing today." Or makes a reference about her touching Nick's dick. It's like no, oh yeah, oh, I can't remember what it was. It's like. I, I don't I don't understand why they would write this in the script for this character to say this. He's like eight. It's fucking weird. No, she says, "Oh, I didn't have it at Nick's," and he's like, "Ooh, <laughs> no, I I didn't touch it at Nick's." And he's like, "Oh, wait." No, I don't think that's. It was, it was something like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> you'll have to watch it to find out. Now. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm completely recommend it. Uh, the mechanic as completely. Fuck this bike up. I don't know how it got to this stage, but he is completely took it apart. Yeah, it's in pieces. I am so confused as to how this happened. Well, he explains that he has to take things apart before he can build them up again. He says it'll take until tomorrow to put it back together. Yeah, and I think think that's a real good life lesson for us all. Sometimes you do need to take things apart before you can build them up again. Well, I'm surprised Vanilla Ice didn't write that. <laughs> Sounds like something kids say. Um, so the gangsters are uh, out. Well, they're um, they're just looking on a map where to go. Oh, they are. They're talking gangsters for some reason. They're in the desert. For yeah. Some reason. Um, for some reason, um, the henchman, the uh, you know, the not so important one, he um, he's got an obsession with fast food. And he said he wants hot wings, he wants some french fries, soft drinks, and he keeps listing off all these things whilst he's swinging a gun around, whilst the leader is just looking on a map. Yeah. And that's it for that scene. So that's, that's it, yeah, they're, just, they're lost in the desert, 
So then Vanilla informs his friends that he is going across the street to schling a schlong. Yeah. I, d- I don't know what that means. Uh, it sounds like he's going to go and wave his dick around. It, well, it does, to be fair. Um, so Vanilla goes off to helicopter at the uh, at the lovely people over the street. Um, the mechanic's wife's really pissed off at the mechanic for making noise whilst he's working. Yeah, he's um, like, everyone rest. She's like, everybody rest now. Everybody rest. Yeah. Um, Vanilla goes to Kat's house to uh, sling his schlong about. And uh, her mum answers the door. Doesn't really question much about him as to why he's looking for her daughter or anything. And uh, Tommy, the brother, goes to the door. And then this is when we see his first bit of infatuation with him. Floods his basement, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's like, she's that sugar shack. Like, this guy could be a serial killer and you're telling him where your sister is. Um, he's just looking him up and down. He, he just uh, is really analysing him. It's quite creepy. So, um, in the first of two hilarious coincidences in this film involving a gangsters and vanilla ice, he's walking down the street and they're parked up outside the house. They're eating their fast food now. And um, they start giving him wrong directions. But the, uh, the dad of the family is looking out the window. He sees them chatting, so he thinks they're in cahoots. Cahoots, eh? <laughs> yeah. Vanilla ice is uh, involved with a kidnapping, clearly. Um... That's about to happen, like, later on in the film. Spoiler alert. Uh, after this, we go to Sugar Shack. No, okay. I need to go back. No. I'm sorry. You've missed something. No, we haven't missed anything. So, Vanilla Rice goes to the house. Yeah. He's informed that Kathy is at the Sugar Shack uh-huh. with Nick. Yeah. So, is it eight o'clock already? Is that where they've oh, gone yeah. out for dinner? Is it 8 o'clock? Yeah, they it, have no sense of time in this film. No, it don't look like 8 o'clock because it's still light outside. <laughs> so then he goes to go to the Sugar Shack, yeah? Yeah. We're assuming that is exactly where he goes because he goes up to the gangsters and asks them for directions to the Sugar Shack. They give him some extremely sarcastic answers uh-huh. and he's fuming with them and tells <laughs> them where to go. The two gangsters sat on the bonnet of their car right outside the house <laughs> where Kathy's father is looking outside. Yeah, seeing that they're there. Seeing that they're there, decide, hmm, we'll come back again tomorrow. <laughs> so I don't fucking get that. Yeah. So the whole reason they were there was to set up the dad thinking that Vanilla <laughs> Ice is in cahoots with them. <laughs> but, like... The dad knows, lazy. He knows lazy who they are. Writing. They know, yeah. He knows that. Why did he just call the police there and then? Exactly. Exactly. And that is a question for the rest of this film, is when is the dad going to ring the fucking police? Because <laughs> that would be really inconvenient for the plot. So they go to the Sugar Shack. So we're at the Sugar Shack now. It's um, a weird bar place. Uh, I, I immediately assumed it would be a dessert parlour, but no, it's, uh, it's a bar. Um... The band in there, I don't even know where to start. Can can you help me out with this? I mean, first of all, they're definitely not playing their instruments. No, no, they're definitely not. And isn't there like twins playing, both playing guitars? They've all got slick back hair. Two of them do look like twins. They're playing some weird, it's not quite grunge. It's, no. It's just dr- really dreary music. Um, The singer thinks he's hot shit. Thinks he's a real hit with the ladies. 
they kind of dress like they're from the 70s. Yeah. Like a dull kind of 70s look. Um, Everyone around them in the Sugar Shack looks like they're from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> they, 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 they look, it looks like something from the fucking 50s. Yeah. But then it's Kathy and her friends who look a little more up to date. <laughs> But, of course, um, Vanilla and his uh, squad walk in, and... Uh, okay. Okay, so, why, how, why has Vanilla Rice walked in? Now it's dark. We saw outside yeah. that it's now dark. With his squad. So, how long have Kathy and Nick been there for? <laughs> how long have they fucking been there for? Chris, there's no sense of time in this so, film. instead of Vanilla Rice going straight to the sugar shack which is his intentions to mm-hmm. go to the sugar shack. Yeah. He then went back to the house. Yeah. Got his squad together. They got all got changed and ready. He had a change of outfit and then went to the sugar shack. It's now become dark in that time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It just really, it baffles, baffles me because it, it just takes me out of this really compelling storyline when I'm constantly questioning what time of day it is. Yeah, I genuinely don't think the director knows how to tell the time. No. Um, there's a stare-off between Cat and Vanilla, and uh, then we cut back to the parents' house where the gangsters arrive and uh, tell the parents that they, uh, they owe money. Yeah, apparently. Apparently they've done them out of, was it half a million? Yeah, yeah. They start calling them like, by different names. Yes. Um, and they've got 24 hours to get them their half a million. Yes. This will come up with another inconsistency with the timing. Yeah. Um, we go back to the Sugar Shack and somehow Vanilla Ice unplugs the entire band. Yeah. The drums included. Drums included. Like, he unplugs them and they all stop playing immediately. How the fuck does that work? So... um. He decides the best thing to do to liven the place up would be to play one of his shit songs. Or do um, rap, live rap. Yeah. So he gets uh, gets his boys behind the uh, behind the decks. They start dropping some beats and... Uh, so he raps about nerds. Yeah. He's going to drop some funky lyrics. Drop some funky lyrics. And he starts thanking people for letting him be himself. Yeah. And how he's the people's choice and everyone loves him he is so self-indulgent it's painful well what i don't get is he's rapping about nerds he's come into this place and essentially um you know dismissed the band that are already playing that people seem to enjoy yeah it didn't look like people weren't enjoying it and then decided to do a rap about thanking people for letting him be who he is (laughs) when he's (laughs) gone there and not allowed people to be who they no. are he's not allowed Kathy to you know make any choices <laughs> and throughout the film he doesn't allow Kathy to make you know as far as we're concerned at this moment they had a, a they had at this time in the film they had a slight moment where he thought it's she fought his hero to zero whatever was funny but this is still the man that threw you off your bike, uh, off your horse. Well, thanks to people letting him be who he is, this allows him to do some more shit dancing. He drops some more lyrics that are definitely not funky, as he claims that they are. 
and then he starts dancing with Kathy to his own song. Yeah. Uh, but this isn't particularly dancing. This is Rubbing. pretty much straight up sexual assault. It, it, like it, to be fair, it is. He she, is driving. She ends up on the floor. Yeah, he with puts him on her on the floor. Yeah. I don't understand how this was okay even in nineteen ninety one. Like he literally starts grinding her on the floor. He starts dry humping behind her, and uh, yeah, she seems to be loving it. She did um, seem to be enjoying it, to be fair. I absolutely baffled at this stage. Um, and after the song finally finishes, and we're all put out of a misery, he tells uh, he tells Kathy that she's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. She just fucking let you dry hump her for five minutes. <laughs> like, uh, oh my god. Nick is absolutely fuming at the sight of it. Yeah, he? yeah, he, he's a little annoyed. He grabs um, Kathy. Well, before that, Kathy tells Vanilla Ice to bring back her uh, lucky, lucky black bucky within 24 hours while she's calling the police on him. Oh, okay. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then that's when. That's um, what's police worthy. Yeah, yeah. Not like everything he just did to her for the last five minutes. Grabbing her. Um, yeah, so Nick drags... Uh, he drags Kathy outside, calls her a slut twice, and then he forces himself on her as well. And he's like, this really is not a lucky night. Well, he essentially calls her frigid and then calls her a slut. Yeah. He's like, which one is it, mate? <laughs> um, she's having none of this now. I, you love, know. I love how only women, you can call them frigid and it be an insult or call them a slut and it's an insult. Like, well, where's the happy medium? Well... She calls, uh, she may not call him a slur or frigid, but she does call him a dick. Yeah. The third person to call him a dick within the, within the same day. She storms off. Um, there's a lorry that looks like it's leaking oil um, out the side of it. I think that's how they clean the roads. Yeah, I don't know why we have to see it though. No. Um, and then she's walking... Because I was, like, really nervous that it wasn't going to start. <laughs> I don't know if it... I feel, I feel like it, it's an American thing, and I think people in America are used to it, and they know it. We don't have anything similar here in the UK. Um, but it, it's like a truck going down a, a, a road, and there's water spraying out from the side, which I think is to clean the roads. Um, we just have rain here, and that does it for us. Uh, <laughs> And when it, it's, like, getting closer and closer to her, and I was like, ah, oh, she's going to get soaked. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's going to get soaked. And then it stops as it passes her. Yeah. And, and then, then as it, as when it gets to the other side, it starts again. I yeah. Don't, I, don't, I don't know if that must be an American thing. Well, it transitions to uh, her still walking in the middle of the road. Oh, but yeah. this time there's a car behind her. And honestly, there's no indication that this is those gangsters or anything like that. It just looks like someone who's having to drive slow. Yeah. Because this stupid bitch is walking in the middle yeah, like of the road, getting right in the way. In the middle of the road. Why is she walking in the middle of the road? But Vanilla Ice to the rescue um, just rides around on his uh, ugly motorbike. He's like, quickly get on! Uh, saves the day. And uh, then we see it was the gangsters in the car. How the fuck did he know that, first of all? Yeah. And... But he must have been following her. Se- well, second of all, yeah. Like, you must have been following her. Why wasn't she like, okay, you just stole from me. You just dry humped me for five minutes straight. I'm not getting on your fucking bike. But she got on. She did. She got on and uh, they they ride off. Um, and then... Uh, the parents are sitting in the dark when she gets home. 
For absolutely no reason. For absolutely no reason whatsoever. Like, no reason. why are they pretending they're not in? Yeah. Like, those gangsters know that they live there. Yeah. It, you're not hiding anything. No. But they're acting really shady. They won't tell her why. Um, and then... Vanilla goes back to the bar. I just... Sorry. I just love how in shit films... The, the way to build tension is to just turn the lights off. Yeah. What's that film where... Ah... Uh, Oh, I swear it's a film we watched recently. Oh, forgive me, I can't remember. Um, but somebody walks into the room and obviously switched the light on and there's a woman sat there waiting for her. But we were like, she must have been waiting hours for her, sat in the dark. <laughs> she know. had no indication of when this woman was getting back. <laughs> Shit. If I remember it, I'll, I'll hopefully be able to find a picture or, or a, a video and I'll post it on the page. Ah... Because no, it wasn't a comedy. It was literally... We were just like... How long's that woman been sat, in, sat there waiting? <laughs> um, yeah, the parents been sitting in the dark for ages by the looks of it. And... Um, I mean, what is the thought process in that? Like, the gangsters have walked away. Oh, shit, let's turn the lights off now in case they know we're in. Well, you just spoke with them, so... I ain't gonna lie. I think the curtains were open as well. The curtains were open. Yeah. So, um, I mean, people are just saving electricity. Um, so, Vanilla Ice goes back to the Sugar Shack, and Nick and his gang of friends that he all of a sudden has, um, are smashing up, uh, they're smashing up Sir D's bike, and you know what, this poor gang of Vanilla Ice's, like, they're gonna have no bikes left by the end of this film. I know. So they're all being fucking broken. We never actually see this one get fixed, and they no. must not have done that much damage. No, but they're, they're smashing it up, um... And uh, we find out that Vanilla Ice is somehow a trained fighter. Yes. He starts taking them down like he's fucking Terminator. No, he takes them down like he's 1960s Batman. Yeah. Including uh, sound effects when he hits them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is this whole sequence is hilarious. It's just... I mean, Vanilla Ice fighting. I mean, that's that's, you know... Hilarious in itself, but... but it's a little slow and a little stunted and a little yeah clumsy as well. Though, and it's like, but it's not like pow. It's like um, like keyboard, <laughs> like keyboard in school. Yeah, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having the job or your CV of being Vanilla Ice's stunt double. Oh shit! That's what a stunt was. Um, Nick is called Dick again. Yeah. And uh, after the fight ends, we see that Kathy has actually stole Vanilla Ice's ID. But along with that, she also stole the piece of paper with uh, Monique's phone number. Oh, yeah. She did. Um, and it, we get a shot of her at night time looking at his ID. And in the morning, um, <sighs> even more baffling than everything we've seen before now... Vanilla Ice breaks into um, Kathy's house, into her bedroom, forces a bit of ice into her mouth, and then proceeds to whisper to her, shh, we don't want to wake up your mum and dad. And But this is like... This is when you scream. Shit up. No, this, this is when you scream and call the police. Imagine waking up and somebody's putting an ice cube into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and they try they try and like frame it like it's um 
you know, nine and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, so the famous sort of scene from nine and a half weeks is them in front of the fridge where she's being fed all this food in a really <laughs> sensual way and like real close-ups to her lips as she's eating this food. It's, it's awful. Um, and in this one, it's just an ice cube shoved a It's an ice cube. Gob. You'd be fucking fuming. Like, even if like... You're in a relationship with someone and you woke up and they're shoving an ice cube into your fucking gob. Oh, yeah, we absolutely fuming. absolutely fuming. Like, I mean, what the fuck are you doing? But, yeah, yeah, so he, he proceeds to do that and then lies in bed with her. And she has no issue. She she doesn't have a problem with this at all. He's broke into her fucking house. Yeah, yeah lying next to her in bed. He is such a sexual predator in this film. I don't know why he thinks this is romantic. No. And that's the thing, he's he's sort of played out to be this lovable rogue when, you know, if this was real life, he'd be in prison. But what's even more fucked up is that she starts acting jealous about Monique. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck are you jealous for? That's your easy ticket out. Tell him to go for Monique and then you get rid of him. Um, yeah. They awkwardly stare at each other, so they, they both get out of bed. They have the Monique conversation or whatever, and they just sort of like awkwardly stare at each other, smiling. Yeah, what feels like a really long time. And then she breaks the silence and says, "You can't stay here. I've got to get dressed." And you know, to fit in with his creepy fashion, he just turns to her and is like, "Go ahead." And she's like, "You think I won't?" And then she starts to do a shirt. You've only just fucking met this guy. You met him because he knocked you off a fucking horse. Yeah. Why is this happening? This doesn't make any sense at all. But her brother senses vanilla ice is in the house and breaks in through the door. And uh, then he uh, asks vanilla ice if he could go on his bike. And uh, when he says no to him, he's like, well, as soon as you are done making the sex, can can I have a ride on you then? The bike, not ride on well, you there. Well, we all know he didn't mean the bike. <laughs> Making the sex. Honestly, I, 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 I don't even know. I, do you think someone actually wrote that line of dialogue like that in the script? Yeah. And the sad part was probably a grown adult who. It was probably vanilla ice. Who thought it would be hilarious? He probably has to put that bit in himself. Um. Then we get a 360 shot of Nilla zipping up his jacket and uh, some sprinkles start going because he climbs out the window. He climbs out the window and the sprinklers start and he gets wet. But why do we need a 360 shot like the one in the shootout in Bad Boys 2? Why do we need that for him zipping up his jacket? I have no idea. Because they can. Because it's it's like we said, it's that whole music video commercial style they just think oh that would be really cool let's put that in that would look really cool really is it really is amazing what random shit you can achieve with six million dollars yeah and he gets soaked by the sprinkler yeah kathy's dressed within seconds runs and jumps over the fence and then it's miraculously dry afterwards yeah finally gets to do his jacket up um kathy's dressed within a matter of seconds yeah and um we get some slow-mo bike shots uh, the mechanic's place has been smoked out. It looks like it's on fire. And uh, 
Vanilla Ice is just riding past us, but like, <laughs> and oh, God, classic pranksters setting the place on fire. <laughs> oh, all that dangerous material in there, never mind. And he just carries on. Um, everyone's a bit shocked that Kathy's on the bike. It, it's too much. She really awkwardly gets on it as well, considering she hopped on it quite easily the night before. Yeah. It's like she's never been on it before. I don't get why they make such a big deal out of it. Yeah. Um, and then when they get to their place where they're going in the desert, where it's like some sort of frame of a house, I don't know what it's... Yeah, so it looks like a construction site. Yeah. And there's a wooden frame of a house. So there's like stairs there, but it, it is like the frame of it. There's a um, like machine going in the the sort of foreground yeah something i never thought something i never thought to note down because who'd have thought this would fucking come back in the plot yeah so it's this it's this uh machine so there must be other people there to to be working this machine it's like yeah sort of thing it's slamming something into the ground um but they decided this was a fantastic place to have a date yeah. Uh, what I don't understand is that Vanilla Rice isn't familiar with the area. As far as we know, he's not been to the desert before because he came through the countryside part to get to the town. So who decided that that was where they were going to go on this date? I mean, surely Kathy didn't suggest it. Well, it would have to have been. Oh, oh Kathy, I've got this... Oh, vanilla, I've got this great spot that we go to up in the fucking desert. It'd be wonderful for a uh, a first date. Well, when you're on a on a first date, you know, there's some uh, there's some questions you ask, some questions you don't. If you're vanilla ice, then uh, you obviously think the best question to ask would be, what's it like having parents and all that stuff? <laughs> okay. How the fuck were you born if you don't have parents? But it's it's this weird backstory that's never really explained. It's... Yeah, so he acts like he's never had parents. And uh, Kathy replies, it's nice. I can depend on them. Wow. Really? That's... It just really takes away the likability of her character. She just depends on the parents. What? Do you not think that was a little spoilt bratish? Like, no, no. You want dependable people in your life. Well, okay. Well, I just thought she was just yeah, acting like a bit of a brat. But um, Vanilla refuses to uh, tell her anything about his backstory. No, because it doesn't matter where you're from. It's where it's you're at. Where you're at. Yeah, another inspirational quote. Thank you for that one. Um, we get some slow mo running through the house frame. So yeah, this is pure um, advert, really. If you shoved a bottle of perfume in there somewhere, this would have just been a TV advert. Yeah. Um, he tells her to remain true to yourself. Remain true to nobody. I just put chat and shit. Which completely <laughs> makes no sense at all. If you're remaining true to yourself, but remaining true to nobody, so are you... That that does... Nobody, that includes you then. So I'm so confused as to what he meant by that. Yeah. 
There's, there's no sense about it. He has, like, do you know what? He is such a fucking dumbass. Like, he is played out to be the stupidest character in film history. He is so dumb. Is this what he's like in, like, interviews and such? Is, is this just him? I don't know. Someone must have written a script. <sighs> so, um... Catherine... Uh, Catherine... Kathy says uh, she wants to do something wild. And... Proceeds to kiss him, and he says, "Mmm." He does in a very Tommy Wiseau mm. style. Um, <laughs> then we get another montage, don't we? Yeah, this time he's trying to drive a horse. Yeah, this one's to a love song, so they do a bit in the desert, don't yeah. they? Yeah. So th- this looks very much like a music video in the desert, where they're doing poses on the yeah. bike, and he's taking his top off now, which I thought he was buff. Uh, but he's not very buff. He has a scrawny, he's a average, little, basic body. He is a little scrawny. That's nothing to take your shirt off about, mate. Seriously, put it away. Um, Kathy starts riding his bike in more ways than one. Um, Vanilla successfully starts riding a horse. The song's about never wanting to be without someone. Uh, he has a dance in the desert on his own. He does, um, yeah. You know, because he's that self-indulgent. That cool uh, dancing that he does. <laughs> Kathy gives him a ring um, so that he knows the difference between her and Monique. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Is, is that her proposing to him? Because I fucking hope not. Hair colour. Monique was blonde. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but the ring's a symbolism for something, anyway. Um, we find out then of Kathy's dad when he drops her home that vanilla... So now it's dark. Yes, it's so dark now. He gets dropped... Uh, Kathy gets dropped off at home. So she was there dark. all day. All day. So they must be starving. Absolutely <laughs> starving. Because she didn't have, cause she woke up and I ain't being funny, you know, one cube of ice is not going to fill you for the whole day. <laughs> so she mustn't have eaten anything. They've been in the desert. She must be thirsty as fuck. Um, so she gets, she dropped off back at home. It's now dark. So it's, was it dark when the gangsters were there the night before? No. No, it was light. Yeah. So they had 24 hours from that. So the 24 hours has passed. Yeah, it's gone Did now. they get half a million dollars? We Clearly never find not. out. I don't even think they tried. Well, um, the dad gives a bit of exposition and says that Vanilla put Nick in hospital. And Vanilla Ice says, uh, Whack Boy tried playing baseball with my, homies, if my homeboy's bike. And that's true. It, it is true. But how the fuck you put him in hospital, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Um, and then uh, Vanilla Ice decides to preach about Kathy being able to make her own decisions. How the fuck is he in any position to preach about that when he has basically forced her to be his love interest in this film? Essentially. Like, she's had no choice in the matter at all. Well, she's had choices, but the the initial, you know, moments were him sort of being really creepy. Yeah, I mean, I think breaking into her bedroom and shoving an ice cube in her mouth doesn't really give her much of an option. No. Um, the mechanic's wife is now talking and dressed like Vanilla, for some reason. Oh, yeah. And uh, the dad decides to give the backstory to Kathy. Finally. Yeah. 
Um, something about a police officer, witness protection, a name change. None of it explains why he owes them money. No, no, no. No, we don't find out once as to why. So the whole thing is that Kathy's dad was a police officer who was quite new and um, did things by the book. And his partner uh, wasn't so clean. Uh, clean, And he basically grassed his partner up. His partner was in cahoots with these two gangsters. And there must have been some sort of drug deal or something that was worth half a million. Um, so they think he owes them that money. And he's gone into the witness protection with his wife, who was pregnant with Kathy at the time, and has basically told his children a lie for the whole of their lives. Yeah, and he says she should be grateful because he gave up his old life to give her a new one. And my my thing is, why go on TV? Why go on TV yeah. at all? Because he covered his mouth as a disguise. Yeah, but it would have <laughs> just been easier just to come clean to Kathy and yeah. say, I can't go on TV because I'm in witness protection. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, why didn't he just call the police straight away? If his cover had been blown... Yeah. And he was a police officer under the witness protection, then surely just a couple of calls could have got him helped out, you know? Mm -hmm. They could have put um, security in place at the house in case they came back. I don't... don't, (laughs) He should have just called the police straight away. Yeah. Film done. That'd be too easy. Um, the next day, Kathy tells Vanilla she's not seen him anymore. He obviously thinks it's because of her dad, which, I mean, technically it is. Yeah, it is. So he rides off um, to another shit song that starts with Hit Me, um, which is a weird song for this sort of moment. You'd think it'd be a little more sad. Uh, and then we get an extended sequence of him sulking on his bike. Yeah, yeah. It goes on for ages. And then uh, Kathy's friends... They're uh, trying to encourage her to get back with uh, her abusive ex. Yeah, essentially, they're, they're reading her to Phil. Yeah, like you embarrassed she, him. While she's in the car. Like, oh, I don't think he should take you back. But if you can get the chance, then uh, you should just take it. Like, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, um... A bit harsh. Once, uh, once Vanilla Ice has done sulking, uh, Tommy approaches him. And uh, shows him that he's cut his own hair to look like him. <laughs> he's gone full single white female at this stage. Yes. And, That's like where's uh, of gummage. Yeah. He, uh, he asks Vanilla for a ride. And uh, he's like, do you know what? Yeah, fair enough. I'll uh, get on the back of my bike. I'll take you around the block. So that's why we were on uh, Vanilla Ice's side. Because Nick never did that. Yeah. Um, his friend's bike's still not fixed. The mechanics now dance him. And so are his friends for some reason. Uh, they go back from the uh, bike ride and Tommy's like, do you want to see my room? And the only good decision Vanilla makes that whole film is says no. no. But that's that's a wise choice. Um, Vanilla, bro- uh, Vanilla says he's out of here, but he, he isn't out of here because he breaks into fucking... He breaks into Kathy's room again. Why does he feel he could just break in whenever he likes? <laughs> well, why does she feel she doesn't have to lock her windows? Yeah, her window's always open. Uh, he feeds the ring that she gave him to the fish. And uh, the gangsters break in and they kidnap Tommy. 
They do. So Vanilla Ice is left by this yeah. point, and Tommy's home alone, and the gangsters. Would do they break in? Yeah. They they can't because there's no sign of a break in. Yeah, there's there's no sign of a break in. They must have just let themselves in. Yeah, they throw stuff around Chris, and there's no sign of that either. Yeah. So they they chase Tommy around the house uh, to hilarious effect. Yeah. Uh, Stuff gets thrown about and messed up and knocked over. And they eventually drag Tommy out the house, uh, kidnapping him. Yeah. And literally... Seconds, seconds later yeah. whilst Kathy, he's still screaming <laughs> yeah Kathy returns I don't know if it's just really shit editing um, but seemingly seconds later Kathy returns and sees the house empty but the the Nez is still on and um, yeah yeah she calls she, she calls Tommy once yeah calls Tommy once just leaves it at that goes to her room sees the ring and looks in stares the Stares at the fish? Yeah, sulkingly stares at the fish. Like, don't worry about your brother that's, that is currently missing. And there's, there's no mess. No. So, it's, it's all must have tidied up. <clears throat> yeah, we get another really shit slow song playing this time. Um, the, yeah, they both sulk at the same time this time. Yeah, the parents get home and they realise that uh, Tommy's missing, but Kathy's still not bothered. Still couldn't give a shit. Um, Vanilla goes over to talk to Kathy, and in our second hilarious coincidence, he finds an envelope that's left on the doorstep with a tape cassette in it, and he hands it to the dad of the family. So like, here, this this for you, and uh, <laughs> he still gets told that she doesn't want to know him. Um, Nick arrives perfectly on time. And uh, he says that he saw Vanilla Ice and Tommy together. And uh, they played the tape that came in up on the doorstep. And uh, it's basically Tommy saying that he doesn't want to be with him anymore. Doesn't want to be in the family. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He's like, you've let me down. I'm happy where I am. But he's clearly being forced to say that. No. That is exactly what he says. That's not what he says. He says that the money needs to be... Uh, with them within whatever amount of time or he'll never return. You'll never see him again. Yeah, and he also says that he's not happy there at all. Okay. Because they lied about the names and everything. Okay. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. I missed that bit. Um, it's hard to keep up with this fucking Yeah, there's film. a lot going on. Way too much. Um, but, yeah, so apparently Nick saw Vanilla and Tommy together. Um, Kathy says no and storms out um, with the tape and takes it to Vanilla Ice uh, he, as soon as she arrives he says girl you need a psychiatrist like, what, what what kind of fucking <laughs> welcome is that um, Detective Vanilla Ice plays the tape and recognises the construction noise yeah he's playing it back so you remember that <laughs> yeah. noise from earlier he recognises that yeah, so um, Vanilla, Kathy, Princess, uh, Sir D and Jazz, they all get on their bikes, which are all fixed. Yeah. And they're all back in all working condition. now. And uh, they go to the construction site. They don't even get off the bike to look around. 
and it's uh, now dark. It's now dark. It's now dark. <laughs> now night time. The gangsters start saying some shit about Martians, um, and then we think that Vanilla and the gang have left, but oh no, they come crashing through the wall in classic action movie style, um, and we get another fight scene. Yeah, and again, it's the same kind of fight scene as before, like 60s Batman. Yeah. Um, but don't really see a lot after this. They uh, they take Tommy home. They strap one of the gangsters to the front of a car. They're both on there. Are they both on there? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I didn't see the other one. Um, yeah, and they drive into the neighbourhood, which has now got police everywhere. And uh, Tommy's mum's only worried about his hair. She's yeah, like, pretty she, much. Oh, Tommy, you're back. Oh, my God, did they do this to your hair? Like, that's really all you're concerned about, dude. It's just kidnapped. Um, See, the police are there to arrest Vanilla Rice. Yeah. And he turns up with the kid. Yeah. But they're like, oh, what a hero. But I don't understand why this is the moment that the police were called. I yeah. Don't, I don't get it. No, why was I don't this get it. the moment? Yeah. Even when the kid was first kidnapped, yeah. they didn't even bother calling the but police But the then. moment they were threatened for the money, which he made no efforts yeah. to get, then why wouldn't the police call then? Exactly. He's in the fucking witness protection, for Christ's sake. Well, the dad's really thankful of Vanilla for uh, saving his son. It's, it's still not being confirmed that he didn't kidnap him. No. But he, he's very thankful. Um, Nick turns up. And he says to Kathy, uh, I hope you like being a biker chick because you're not seeing me in my car again. And Vanilla Ice says, imagine that. Um, then we think it's all over. They've dr- they've rode off on the motorbike, but no. He comes back and he does a bike jump over the car for absolutely no reason. <laughs> uh, and then we get a six-minute musical v- sequence. Oh, we do, yeah. Um, I was doing, like, a live performance. Yeah. I think they clearly... There's not... A, a, clearly, there was a lot of um, time to be made up because it just barely hits the hour and a half mark, this film. Yeah. So, I think extended sulking or uh, first date flirting or musical performances are shoved in there to make up the the uh, running time yeah it, it genuinely looked like they've just picked two random vanilla ice music videos and shoved them on the front and back of the film yeah essentially um, and not even so he's only famous for one song here in the UK yeah and that's not even featured in the it's film it's not even in the, in the film Ice Ice Baby isn't even featured in the film yeah and it ends with Naomi Campbell saying woo again yeah. And then we get that same song from the uh, intro over the credits. <laughs> huh? And uh, that's Cool As Ice. Yeah. Honestly, I had an absolute blast watching this. I really... This is one of those so bad, it's good films. Yeah. I really laughed at this film, at how stupid it was. But I was entertained I'm sorry I was yeah it's an absolute trash it's piece. like the room you know I was thoroughly entertained throughout yeah this this was like something that Tommy Wiseau would write yeah that's the only other person that could pull this it off it made no sense it was batshit crazy it was um obnoxious yeah it was very 
uh, egotistical. Yeah, <laughs> so self-indulgent. He's so self-indulgent. Oh my god, it is. It was like a love letter from Vanilla Ice to Vanilla Ice. Yeah, but I loved every minute of it. Yeah, absolutely recommend it. If if you can watch this, just do it. Just, <clears throat> it has to be seen to be believed. Just one little note from myself. Uh, one last final question is the tagline for this film and we've posted uh, the posted the poster yeah haven't we on uh, our social media and the tagline is when a girl has a heart of stone there's only one way to melt it just add ice how the fuck could ice melt anything that doesn't make any sense and also she didn't even have a heart of stone <laughs> She wasn't actually a bad person. No. It wasn't like she was going around calling everyone a cunt and no. a twat. She was actually a really nice girl. She loved her parents, so she didn't have a heart of stone. Also, you don't melt hearts of stone. You melt hearts of ice, don't you? Isn't yeah. Isn't that the same? Ice melts. Yeah, yeah so... stone doesn't melt. Um, so, my issue is very much with the tagline that makes fuck all sense yeah but obviously in the context of the film that we've just explained to you all it you know you now you know why i have an issue it's with it. it's the height of the creativity that tagline oh just, it, no it doesn't make any kind of sense <laughs> uh, but yeah thank you uh zander for recommending that to us you've uh changed our lives yeah yeah <laughs> But still, my second favourite uh, Vanilla Rice performance in a film. Can you guess my favourite? I did not know he was in any of the films. He actually, and I, I just remembered this, he was actually in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Oh no. Secret of the Ooze. And he did a live performance. God. And it was Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. <laughs> and it was amazing and it makes me want to watch that film we should do the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles musical oh my god yeah <laughs> uh, coming out of this show oh yes I used to love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in the 90s and Vanilla Ice uh, I didn't really <laughs> that's all I knew him for actually was uh, he was the performer when they uh, broke into the club fighting so yeah, that's uh, that's cool as ice. Check it out. Um, you won't regret it. <laughs> In uh, relation to last week, when we said that our best film of the month might change, it has changed. Uh, we watched The Invisible Man on Friday, and that is our new film of the month for February. Would you agree? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it was fantastic. Very, very good. Yeah, highly recommend that. It's uh, one of the best horror remakes made in a long time. It's. Just very inventive, very original. It, it um, is very original because it's not a story of the Invisible Man. No, no. no. But yes, Lee won all on top form, and uh, Blumhouse redeeming themselves a bit after Black Christmas. Um, but yes, so uh, Fantasy Island. Uh, yeah, we still want that to come. So check out Invisible Man. Check out Call as Ice. Next week we will be talking about the Asylum classic Snakes on a Train. <laughs> Uh, coming at you with some more trash. And also next week will be Friday the 13th. So we'll be back with another Friday the 13th bonus episode. Ooh. We'll be talking about Friday the 13th part two. Ginny. With Ginny.
and yeah, so thank you for listening. Check us out on social media. Horror Court Trash over on Facebook and Instagram. Horror Court Trash on Twitter. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, then rate, review, subscribe, like, follow, and everything else. I'm Dead Out Gaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, Grass Cruise92 on Twitter. I am Chris Barker823 on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. And uh, until next week, remember to. Uh, well, what was the. Uh, What's the tagline again? Don't don't go with zero. Be the hero. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>